Okay, Corey. Okay, Heather. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing, Heather. If someone wasn't, didn't know what they were in for, they just happened to find this podcast, what would they be in for besides listening to the twins argue and being recorded? <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard nails on a chalkboard? That is Heather. In stereo. <laughs> Thank you for your intro. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the sugar cookie marketing group is a Facebook group of how many people? Almost 22. Almost 22. 22. Sorry. (laughs) 22 folk. (laughs) 22,000 from bakers, uh, cake makers, cheesecake makers, Mac people, um, and Android people. I'm just kidding. It was a terrible joke. (laughs) It was. But we gather online to argue the validity of beads or not. And then sometimes we sneak in some marketing tactics from pop-ups to tonight we have a live on what? Um, cookie tags. Oh, cookie tags, design collateral, um, websites, things like that. Yes. Um, kind of a little mix of everything. So, guys, just so you know, if you're like, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to join that group. It is a lot of learning. We All do 22 have- of us have a grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> we We're do. hoping to have it to 23. <laughs> Please join. <laughs> Corey will accept you in about six months. <laughs> okay. Okay. Give us a breakdown of how the podcast goes. Okay. So we start with the intro, which you guys have had in your ears currently. I apologize. Then marketing minutes, kind of something that is more marketing focused. Swing back around to the business of baking, which is more like, you know, where your head's at in business, you know, if you're struggling or hey, perspective shift, things like that. Mm -hmm. After that, as I scroll down, voicemails, that's people calling in and picking their favorite twin live on the air (laughs) uh, group stuff, which is chock full of fun stuff that we do in our group of 22. (laughs) (laughs) Twinterest, which I can see Corey has had none this week. It is blank. (laughs) After that, sponsors. Yes, that is plural now. And after that, the mailbag, which will be sad again this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a bill. <laughs> we got a letter from Bill. It was IRS. <laughs> okay, Heather, what have you been up to this week? So I have forced Corey against her will <laughs> to stand in front of the camera because we're we are finally getting ready to launch this ever-loving course. Um, which kind of takes you through a lot of the stuff that we talk about, but in a lot more depth. So, Corey, I forced her to take us through all of her lots of beads, lots of beads and staging. And then we went around to, like, photography, theory, lighting, you know, things like that. Kind of how we do things. Um, If you're looking for a place to start, this would be a good place to start and tweak. Mm -hmm. Guys, I just want to tell you that I was starving. And Heather said, the only way I'm going to let you go to lunch is if you film a one-hour video of you editing 140 photos in Lightroom. Here's a crazy thing. I said, keep them in small nuggets. But Corey never stopped talking. But I didn't have the heart to tell her that the... The mic was on. <laughs> the mic was on you, boo. It wasn't. Not for that. Oh, and you got mad at me, so then I left. <laughs> Went to go pet the cat. So anyways, we've gotten what? Uh, as far as the photography section, I think you're looking about, and I hate to say this, two hours of content. You can look at Corey talking where she talks about gear, uh, photography, photography staging, um, and then all the way to editing Lightroom where yeah. she does a, cre- a screen share. A screen share. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you can computer. see exactly my go-to edits, what I do to make my photos. So if you like my styling, if you're like, hey, I would just like to learn a little bit more about Lightroom so I can make my own style, you will have fun with my Do you give them the, your photo to um, Heather's use? making me give you my photo so you can recreate it and you can kind of see what playing with the different things It's a raw file, do. right? Mm-hmm. 
Right. Okay. So if you guys are like, what in the world does that mean? Do you explain it to them? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Gloria, go back and add that into our course. <laughs> All right. So is that our intro? Are we done? Yeah. Okay. So we're done introing. So I want to talk about marketing minutes. Um, I'm actually going to take the lead on this one. Usually it's vice versa. I think in the past, I usually wait. We're just going off screw here, guys. I'm on for this wild ride with <laughs> you. Hold on to that. I just wanted to talk about two sales this week. One I got. And one I did, did not, not got. Not. <laughs> 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 okay. The first one was a lady who reached out. She wanted wanted a dozen dino cookies. Okay. Um, I asked her for her inspo photo. I, I was actually kind of excited, kind of wanted it because it was fairly simple. Um, charged her my base price of $60 a dozen. And then she ghosted me, which is okay. It's happened before in relationships and in sales. <laughs> um, so I kind of wrote it off, you know, I did what I did. Then probably an hour later when I was at the gym, she messaged me back and she said, okay, you can't call someone ghosting if they just didn't write back for an hour. No, we were in the thick of it, and then I gave her the price, and she was gone. <laughs> okay, she said, okay. So, okay, I'm a little bit more excited now. So then she ends up asking where I'm located. Okay. I told her where I was. She lives about 20 minutes down the road. Which in traffic here is about an hour. Yeah, so you can never – it's mm-hmm. never just 20 minutes. No. So in the back of my mind, I'm saying, okay, we do have a, an objection here mm-hmm. um, because then she says that's too far away. I said, okay. I said, no, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, but I don't typically offer delivery. Um, then she messaged back. You're some high maintenance baker. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> then she messages back and says, do you think you'll find yourself in this area on the 30th? Hey, every question you don't ask, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Since I never find myself in that area, but I could kind of see what she was getting into. I said, okay. I have a solution that I think will work for both of us. What do you think if for a small fee of $20, I will deliver small. it to you? Such a it, subjective opinion. Yeah. I was really assuming the same way. <laughs> so the low, low price of $1 million. <laughs> I can deliver it to you. <laughs> I said for a small fee, I'll deliver it to you at a time I choose the Friday right before your party. She says, that is out of my budget. Sad mm. face. So I know some people it's would out be out of like, her budget and out of her way. Yeah, she says, I really don't want to have to drive over there, but I also don't want to pay the fee. Uh, she said that? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I can appreciate somebody who's like, girl, it's not you, it's me. I just don't see this going anywhere. Right. So I ended up thanking her so much for reaching out. It really did make my day, um, and I wished her best for luck and her son to have the happiest birthdays. She technically was not my ideal client, which is fine. I did want the sale. It would have been a good sale. Would knock those cookies right out of the park. Um, but... What I have to keep in the back of my mind and what I always tell myself, outside of putting icing on cookies, technically, anything else eats from my profits. Um, so some people are like, Corey, meet her halfway. Corey, you could have just delivered it. It's just 20 minutes down the road. Uh, traffic here, wear and tear on the car, the gas, the time. What if she's late? And Corey bringing in all changes. <laughs> Gosh, if you live over here, someone's got to polish my leather seats. <laughs> but if I take into account, if I were factor to- in the cost of the car wash, <laughs> doing my hair that day, <laughs> but all those things actually eat my profit. So I could have made the $60 sale, but then all that now it's eating to my profits. The cost of ingredients are already accounted for. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't take a loss on that. It is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, so it's literally just my profits that were coming out. 
if I would have taken the sale and maybe per se lost a lost on my profits, did the delivery for free, I close that door to anyone who would potentially be my ideal client and come to me, which the next lady, which I need you to help me make cutters for, um, chose to, she's driving from 30 minutes away to pick them up on the same day. That's my ideal client. Unfortunately, the other lady, I wish her best of luck, but not my ideal client. So I can't beat myself up over it. I can't say, oh, I'll meet her halfway because that that's on me. That's the Some perspective I actually love to think about is um, if you go get a well-made cocktail in this area, uh-huh. it's between $15 and $17. Ooh, that's one, a cost one of a little. meal. <laughs> okay, yeah. When you look at it that way, it's just, <laughs> it's just insane. Uh, but $20 being out of your budget, I mean, you could spend $20 in just a heartbeat walking into any restaurant here. I mean, a Starbucks itself is 6 bucks, depending on what you get. Mm-hmm. It just depends what is worth it. She was able to come to grips with the $60 for the dozen. The $20 did put her over. That's absolutely fine. If that if I'm not in your budget, you can find someone who is in your budget. But I can't take a loss because I do not fit into your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to drive there. You don't want to drive here. So we're at an impasse here. Mm-hmm. Um so just having the perspective of you can bend over and there's cases where you can kind of make an allowance depending case by case if you want to. But the losing person can't always be you. It cannot always be your bottom line. The thing is, I think we all, I think the issue, the perspective issue that needs to shift is I've lost $60 is what they're saying. I've either lost Absolutely. a sale or I've lost $60. And I think that you got to shift that around to being it's their loss and you have now more time to spend with it yeah unless there is money in your account you have not made that sale absolutely corey and i I, when we first got into business it turns out a lot of people love to tell you they're about to hire you i have no idea why they do it so we'd go you know we got this person they just strung us along it was almost a show and tell of like look at this marketing team we hired Went to meeting after meeting after meeting, onboarding, onboarding, onboarding. And then when it came time for the invoice to sign it, just the weirdest thing in the world. So Vakori and I had already gone out. And celebrated. And celebrated. Nothing tastes worse than food that you bought in a happy time (laughs) and you pay the bill in an unhappy time. So we made a promise that we'd never celebrate until the money hit the bank account. Right. So so her telling me if you can deliver it, I I swear I'll buy. Unless there is money in my account, that is not a sure sale. It was never your money, man. It was never. You did not have the $60. The $60 was not mine. Mm -hmm. She was just seeing what she could get out of it. Until the money's in my account... I have not made the sale. So let me ask you, um, for whatever date she had placed her order, do you have somebody else that placed an order? Yeah, that's great. I have a lady for two dozen. Boom. And she's driving 30 minutes away. Boom. Her car is dirty. Car is clean. (laughs) I hate wasting gas. But if I would have taken hers, I potentially could have lost my ideal customer Uh because I would be busy sitting in traffic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think people think, like, if I say no to this person, maybe there'll be nobody on the other end. Mm -hmm. But I would have to say, guys, like, perspective shift. Um, there are people on the other end. There is. And if I would say in the perspective shift there is I'm saying no to I not a lot of perspective ideal. shifts here. You, you keep using it. I feel like I'm shifting it out here on the shift today. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that you need to stop saying I lost a sale. Say I said no to my not ideal client so I could make way for my ideal client. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, worst case, if I didn't make that sale, I would have been kind of <laughs> just kidding. But your car would have been super good. Yeah. Okay, so then what was the second sale? Okay, so my second sale, I actually posted this a little bit in the group, but someone actually made a comment that rode my mind the entire weekend. For the backstory of people that maybe would have missed the post was I had a lady that 
um, scheduled an order for this Sunday, but we scheduled it about three weeks ago. So we nailed the, down the details three weeks ago. Sunday was the delivery day. She did pay a delivery fee, oh, <laughs> which good. was great. So even though I don't deliver, she said, please, I'll pay. Okay, so the three days before, I usually confirm two days before are the evening before so people don't forget, but she being awesome, confirmed three days before, okay, I'm expecting this many unicorns, this many mermaid tails, and this many crowns with my girls' names on it. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, back three weeks ago, she had only chosen to have the crowns say happy birthday. Right, and um, at no point did she ever tell you the girls' names. I didn't even, I could have just put Nancy and Sally on that, not the kids' names. Um, so what I ended up saying to her, I said, hey, I just want to let you know, we actually confirmed that the crowns would say happy birthday on them. They have been completed. If you would like to, for a small additional fee, I can include two more crowns with your daughter's names on them in addition to your two dozen that you've ordered. To me, that was a solution that worked for both of us. She would be able to look like a star with the kids' names on it. I would get compensated for the extra time. I know a lot of people would be like, oh my goodness, let me scrape off the icing I've already done. Let me add it somewhere on the cookie that maybe doesn't belong because you're trying to make them happy. What it comes down to is what did she pay for? That's what she's going to get delivered. But someone in the comment section said, I would feel inclined to include a cookie with the girls' names on it. And that had me thinking all weekend because I don't know everything. I actually learned a ton. You from don't know the everything. Group. Why do you keep acting like? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Joy says I'm the know-it-all. Her face right now is kind of daggery. <laughs> but I thought all weekend, like, am I wrong? Should I include a cookie with the girl seams on it? Because one, it would guarantee that that lady would come back to me. Um, it would be nice of me. For, you know, just putting that in there. But what I thought about is I'm also cat sitting this week. So after I delivered the nameless cookies on Sunday, I headed over to the house that I'm cat sitting at. I walked in and I started doing what I did every time I've watched the cats before. When this lady originally hired me to watch her cats, she just said, feed the cats. a jack of all trades, guys. Is there anything this girl can do? <laughs> you got kids I can babysit. And then after I opened my car wash over the weekend, realizing there's a big target dark market for that. <laughs> what is it? Idle hands at the devil playground. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just tired. So I went in there. But when I first watched that lady's cats, I actually mopped her floors and took out her trash. She didn't pay me for it the first time, but I thought if I was coming back from a week-long trip, wouldn't it be nice to come back to a clean home? Um, It was something I threw in. The lady pays very well. And I wanted to watch her cats in the future, but I'm watching her cats again this week, and I said, now I have to mop the floors and take out the trash because I've set that expectation. Here's the thing. At no point did you two agree that you would wash the floors. Well, I was going to say wash the cats. <laughs> At no point did you guys agree to that extra mm-hmm. thing you added in. But now if you take that away, you've actually taken something off the table and no human likes to face loss. Right. If anything, it could lead to disappointment. Right. It's not fair that she would be disappointed because she didn't pay for that. But I've set the expectation mm-hmm. that it would be included every time because mm-hmm. I've done it every time. So when I thought about it, I didn't. It was almost a good thing I didn't include the cookies with the names on it because I don't want to set the expectation that you get something extra every single time. Right. So I could see case by case if you wanted to the pluses and the minuses if you wanted to do it case by case. I ended up giving her extra cookies that matched her set, but matched the level that she paid for. Um, 
So that expectation is there, and it's something I can carry on into the future without being like, oh, I have to go above and beyond for this extra cookie that I'm not technically getting paid for. Um, so I thought maybe that cat lesson, you know, because now I have to mop her, mop her floors today, um, would maybe give you some perspective as to maybe why you don't go crazy on a sale on an order because then now you're held to that standard and it can lead to potential disappointment if you don't do that every single time. Right. There's a time and place. Once I I read this quote or this, I, there's absolutely no reference I can give you. I have no recollection of where I heard this, but it was like basically to give people freedom and then take it away is worse than if they never had the freedom in the first place. I went thousand ask my kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So to say, hey, like you can do this and now you can't, you should have just never allowed it in the first place because that feeling of loss, which, you know, loss right. mitigation, human condition. And she lost, and you're like, well, she didn't pay for it. She can't expect it to be lost. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, Corey and I love to do as we say, not as we do. We have thrown in a lot of stuff for the clients over the years that we've worked with. Yes. Just like, hey, you know, they're asking me how to fix their email. Like, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No, that's not my job. But hey, yeah, I know how to do it. Let me just sit down and do it. Okay. And it would take Heather had spent hours and hours learning how to do it, but now it takes her 10 minutes. They don't know that part. Right. So I did it and I'm like, oh, these clients will love us forever. And then they'll turn around and be like, hey, I want you to do something else. They're like, oh, hey, actually that's a little out of scope, but I'm sorry, you just did it. Right. And it won't take you that long. I saw you do it the first time. Like, right, but you don't pay for, then why'd you do it the first time? Right. And And never has anyone said, Heather, thank thank you so much. You know what? You did go out of your way the first time. (laughs) It was my fault. For asking you the second time. Yeah, it's always ended up in almost like an ill feeling towards yeah, very us. negative. Even though Heather will say, well, you know, it's out of your scope of work. But it was out of the scope the first time when she did it for free. So it's kind of become expected the second time. So we've had to learn ourselves I when came it comes up with a little that. poem. Out of scope? That's a nope. You just yeah, made but that. I'm going to get it as a tattoo <laughs> next to my weird thumb. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's really all I had for marketing minutes. I just wanted to... I, so your big two takeaways. My big two takeaways is your policies are in place for a reason. They're in there because you know your ideal client, you know who you want to service, and those are the people you need to cater to. Those who do not fit your ideal client or want you to break your policies are not your customer. You have got to move them out of the way to make way for your ideal client. And I think uh, a lot of times we get, we, you know, and I love me running to not your ideal customer, but a lot mm-hmm. of times people are just shooting their shot. You know, absolutely. I'm just going to ask. And then if you say no, like for us, I feel like we're saying like this tragic, like, I'm so sorry. I won't be able to do that. And they're like, yeah, okay. I'm just <laughs> asking. Because a lot of people live their lives been saying, if I don't ask, the answer is no. So I'm just going to ask to see if there's a possibility for it. Yes. Right. And I think so many business owners bend over backwards. Like I have to make this sale because if I say no to this right now, my sale right. might end. So I would say make peace with who you want to be as a business owner and what you want your business to look like. Right. Then let those guiding principles answer questions for you. Someone, hey, uh, can you deliver this for free? Hey, no, I can't. I can do it for a fee. Oh, hey, no, I'll come pick it up. Mm-hmm. But to be like, you know, can you deliver, deliver this for free? And you're like, not my ideal client. Well, I don't know if you... They might not be, for sure, right? right. They've already raised the, the the hand to get the question asked. 
But then say, hey, no, I can't. Is that still okay? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times you'll see people like, yeah, that's fine. I'm still in. Just right. want to see if it was an option. I will say that the lady with the crown cookies did tip me, and it's now set an expectation in my mind that I need to be tipped every time. <laughs> so please, lady, don't disappoint me. <laughs> now, right, but imagine she doesn't tip you the next time. You are going to think, which brings us to the next I point. What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. It works both ways, kids. Something I like to say to wrap up your little thing, if you do go above and beyond, which there are times and places where throwing in an extra cookie is a good idea or doing something a little extra is a fine strategy, Mm -hmm. you need to toot your own horn. And that's something Corey and I have learned a lot is if you're going out of scope intentionally, be intentional about telling the people, hey, I've gone out of scope. Here's what I did. Here's what it's worth to you, but you're great for me. I will say every order I do, I throw in one or two extra cookies that go along with their theme. And every single time- Is that because you're afraid you're going to make a mistake? Absolutely. They're my mistake cookies. <laughs> so if I don't make a mistake, you get an extra cookie. If I do, I get some cookie. Well, I get a cookie. Um, but the, I ha- do a handwritten note. Um, so in my note, I always say, I threw in a few extra cookies for you. And then when I hand it to them in case they don't read the note, I said, you're going to find a few extra cookies right. on there. Always. Always toot your own horn. And we're going to bring up imposter syndrome in a second. But always say, hey, I have done something for you that was not expected by you. <laughs> hey, nobody's going to toot your horn for you. That's what I'm going to recommend. Right. Okay. So I think this is a great segue into business. How do you think you spell segue? The way you just use it. Okay. Seg, S-E-G, okay. way, W-A-Y. No. <laughs> That's that machine that you lean forward on. Seg U-E apparently says to Ask me I'm when leaning forward Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft Word had like a brief intervention. Boo bear, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm typing it. Backspace, backspace. Okay, still not. Okay, still not. That is a nice bridge <laughs> to where we're at next. Corey, please pull your head back from the mic. Thank you so much. I literally air laughed through my nostril. Yeah, but I can can only tell you what the computer is telling me. And it says that their ears are bleeding. Okay, guys, I know you guys can text or call in. Please text or call in and say, Corey's too loud. If the majority says Corey's too loud, I'll bow. Okay. I'll say I was wrong. Everybody, right? This <laughs> she doesn't listen to me or the software that's literally telling me. If you think, hey, Corey, sound good, <laughs> let me know. The sound bars have Corey going into the red continuously, <laughs> which I think is the color of blood coming out of your ear. <laughs> okay. okay. Into imposter syndrome. Okay. Do we know what it is? Do you know what it is? Is it when you feel pretendy? Um, it's my exclusive existence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is my state of being. Definition. From the internet, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Uh, Every time I pick up a pipe, <laughs> I am terrible. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Um, everyone, they say about 70% of people, the other 30% are like, who are like, you? Can I study you? <laughs> can we be funny? 70% of people have felt or are feeling imposter syndrome. So odds are a lot of the people you rub shoulders with that you think are better than you are looking at everybody else around them thinking that they're better than them. I believe it. Right. Corey looks at me constantly and is in a state <laughs> of how, how oh, can I live up <laughs> to my clothes? <laughs> I have broken the mold. <laughs> Everything wrong. else after me was an alcohol. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm laughing away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so imposter syndrome would be, if you're not familiar with it, it's when somebody asks you to do a cookie set. Okay. And it's complicated and you feel that feeling of like sweat building up right on the back of your neck, the flushness at the neck area when you're like, I am not sure I can do this. Okay, me, every time someone messages me. Okay, right. But here's the thing. What I'd 
beg you to look at, which imposter syndrome, the only way to fight it is to perspective shift. Okay. We're if, shifting again? Shit. <laughs> season one. Season two, episode two, shifting. <laughs> shifting. We forgot to introduce. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So important thing, and I always say this to Corey about your personality is being self-aware. Mm-hmm. The lack of self-awareness always is like, does that person not see what they're doing on TikTok? You know, that vibe, you know? So imposter syndrome would be like, hmm, whoa, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that anxiety about this order. I'm feeling that I can't accomplish it. I'm feeling that I'm a poser. They will be unhappy with me. Self-doubt. Right. But here's the thing. Who are they messaging? Who did they? Did you, you did you force them to no. message you? No. So they found you. Mm-hmm. They vetted you. Mm-hmm. They liked what you did. Mm-hmm. And now they're asking you to do it for them. Begin sweating. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is some tips I found from the uh, Psychology Association. Okay. Um, look at the evidence. Okay. How many orders have you had? How many people have been happy with your orders? Um, look at your Facebook reviews. Are people happy? Yes. Okay. So why would you think that they would be suddenly unhappy? True. There's no evidence to show. Right. So we follow the evidence. I mean, if you got a waffle of one-star reviews, possibly this isn't your industry. (laughs) But if somebody went through, vetted you, and I know but you guys are going to insert a lot of self-doubt points. Well, maybe they didn't vet me. Maybe they saw something on Pinterest and that was just a first. Guys, when have you just blindly bought something? Me all the time. But other people. An ex. The way that I do, I will bet you're cooking. Right, this. right. So they have gone through you. They've decided that you're worth their time. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they bring up something and it's complicated. Can you do it? Or are you saying, I'm not sure I can do Can you do it? I've seen you pull out a number of well, things. You have the bar low for me. Thank you. <laughs> can I eat the broken ones? <laughs> can I eat your messes? But true, I do think a lot of times when someone says something, there's no way I could do that. Right. But can you do it? Have you been able, what's the worst thing if you try to do it? That you have to say, hey guys, we're changing a bit of our strategy here. I'm going to either give you a 50% off, a refund you, or hey, does this work for you instead? I found this new style that I think uh, will accomplish what you want. I think people are more worried about the disappointment they might cause with having that conversation. So they say, I just, I can't do this yet. I think you guys got to like pat yourself on the back. So you guys do really awesome stuff. A lot of people really like it. Why would this one person be the one off? True. No, and I, I think that is your own roadblock. Um, you're putting a roadblock in front of them that they didn't want. Self-sabotage, really. Yes. So look at the evidence. You know, what are your goals here? Um, what have your goals been in your cookie business? Have you been meeting them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then it's imposter syndrome. You're actually truly good at what you're doing. So stop second guessing it. Mm-hmm. Um, does the evidence point that you do good work? Are people recommending you in mom's groups and local groups? My mom is. Yeah. Well, mom's groups. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I don't think your mom is. I'm not saying her name. Um, that's the thing is look back and see that people that have been happy with your product and trust them. Okay, yeah, true. Okay, celebrate success. So confident people own their accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I did. Look at me on LinkedIn. I'm endorsed for it. This is, you know, putting it in their signature, things like that. They are confident imposters. Attribute success to lucky. I got lucky. Or I'm just barely getting by here. Or somebody else helped me. I can, See that self-doubt? Yeah. Yeah. It's just creeping in there, snagging all your joy, and then making you not make sales as efficiently. Yeah. I want to buy from a confident cookie. A lot of times I'll say, hey, can you do this? And someone says, I can do it this, but this way. And I'm like, cool, I had no clue. The I guide- also don't care. Just get it done. <laughs> True. And that's a part of guiding the sale too. When I sold cars, it was a used 
car dealership. I don't know every single car out there. That's insane. There's so many out there. Um, but what I did know was a van probably has three rows. Um, so if I could take the knowledge I have, which is expert compared to the person buying the car and use that, I look like a confident expert versus like, I don't know. Let's open it up and see what it has. Right. A lot of, t- okay. So I had a motorcycle, mm-hmm. knew nothing about it. <laughs> Barely knew how to run. I, <laughs> I kind of like fell forward a lot. <laughs> so I had, it was a Ducati Street Fighter, and there was only one shop in this area that serviced them. I remember I drove you to it. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at the dashboard of this Ducati, and there's a wrench icon on it. And I asked somebody what this mean, and he said, it means hold on to your wallet because it's about to go bye-bye. <laughs> anyway, so I take it to the shop, and I say, hey, I need this Desmo service done. And the guy says a bunch of jargon to me, and I say, dude, you sound like you know what you're talking about. Do it and just tell me what I owe. And he said, well, blunt, blunt, blunt. I said, Greek to me, dude. If it turns back on when I get it, sounds good. Mm-hmm. I had no clue if he actually did. He opened up the motor and did something with splints or shifts or something. <laughs> well, that sounds technical and worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I think you guys, when somebody co- talks to you, you're the expert. I'm Absolutely. not. Hey, this is a cookie. Hey, I can do it, but I'm gonna. I can take it. This approach with it to accomplish kind of what you want. It may mm-hmm. not look exactly like this, but I'll really. Cl- oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Found this picture online. Not a clue. Um, something close to this would be wonderful. Right. Anytime someone sends me, and I always ask for an inspo photo. If someone sends me an inspo photo, what it does is give me a little bit, little peek into their mindset, and because I know what they're thinking, I can easily guide them to a solution that fits both of our needs. So, hey, <laughs> I need your money. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to give it. <laughs> There's my solution. <laughs> but it helps me be able to guide them to a solution that fits my skill level, that fits their budget, everything like that. So it's up to us to be the confident tour guide to the sale yeah i don't know um i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what the motorcycle needs Mm -hmm. i don't know just make that wrench icon go away and make me feel like it's runs better i guess make your money go away too (laughs) it was efficient it was a little (laughs) magic show (laughs) where i ended up broke after it um but that's a great point is what you said as an expert uh, i think it was scott stratton he's kind of a marketing i think you're Wrote the book Unmarketing. Oh, funny, right? Yeah. He said an expert, and I think he said in that book, an expert is somebody who knows just a little bit more than the person next to But them. that is so Strong, true. Strong, And right? it is so something that people, the amount of people are like, I don't think I can do a Facebook Live because I don't think I know more than anybody. You just got to know You know, know more than everybody who hasn't done a pop-up. Right. Which is out of 22, 21,000 People in the group is a majority of them haven't done it. Yes. So you are an expert. And even if you say, well, you know, you know, Gina went in front of me and hers is great with her pink turtle cookies. Yeah. Okay. But Gina is in a different demographic. She's selling to different people. You have a different approach. And all of us have experiences that nobody else can duplicate except Absolutely. for Corey because she's my duplicate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been duplicating for 13 years. <laughs> so that was my thing. So look at yourself as an expert. If somebody, if I'm coming to you to buy cookies, it's because I am not an expert. If mm-hmm. I was, I'd do them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, to just fight this imposter syndrome is go through these things. So celebrate success. Look at the evidence. Are people happy? Are your past customers coming back to you? Right. Are your best customers coming back? I'm going to have to look back my books. And then realize you're not alone. You're not the only one. Everybody, everybody is constantly second-guessing themselves. Mm -hmm. And once you know that everybody's doing it, then almost it doesn't matter as much anymore. I agree. And I want to say, not necessarily every family, but some families have someone who's brutally honest. You know, people like, I'm sorry, but are uh, sorry to be that guy and then follows with something pretty mean. (laughs) Um, 
if you're surrounded by people maybe who don't build up that confidence behind you and, and really project that imposter syndrome, it's okay to maybe not ask their opinions um, because if you don't ask it, they won't say it <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, or to kind of remove those friends and family from your life if they are tearing you down, holding you back from your successes and things like that because that's okay. Uh, it's you're confident you can do it. You probably can do it better than them. A lot of people love to give opinions even mm. when they're not asked for. Yeah, so, have you been in the sugar cookie marketing group? <laughs> you know, people are like, I like your ugly Quite. photo better. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing is uh, fake it till you make it. Whew. Just believe it, man. I wish you could fake it till you make it with ours. <laughs> Take with, time, make it with what? With icing. <laughs> icing is going to tell you if you're going to make it or you're going to break it. I think you meant me. I'm not making your icing. <laughs> I know. You're not. I'll never make anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're the only person who self-doubts, no, majority of people here are. Mm-hmm. Um, even when people ask me questions, <laughs> I got to say, a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, let me get back to you in just a minute. Google.com. <laughs> How do you do this? (laughs) Even when clients email me, like, can you fix my email signature? Which I've started drawing those boundary lines. But sometimes when it's like a family member, Mm -hmm. I will turn around, Google it, and let them know. And they say, how do you know all this stuff? And I said, I don't know. I'm like a walking Google. (laughs) Sometimes, and this is totally weird and totally random, when I'm second guessing myself and I don't believe or I think I might get a no or something with my suggestion, I'll just pretend I'm a pair of eyeballs. You know what? Corey said that really weirdly last week. We're about to go into a meeting neither of us wanted to go into. And I was like, hey, do you ever, uh, like, do you ever just like, hey, going to meetings? And she's like, no, I just see myself as two pairs of eyes. Uh, two pairs of eyes for eyes. <laughs> Corey's wearing <laughs> <two> glasses. <laughs> I see myself as two eyeballs. And I think, what can two eyeballs not do? <laughs> It's the weirdest thing, but I cannot stop thinking about Corey's being two eyeballs. But you could literally not get mad at two eyeballs. I am just a pair of eyeballs. This is what I had to deal with for 32 years. I never get nervous because I'm an eyeball. Uh, so, hey, if none of this matters today, just picture yourself as two eyeballs and uh, close your eyes. Uh, so that's um, mitigating imposter syndrome. Again, perspective shift mm-hmm. is hey, I can do this. They just need help from me right now. Yes, there are people out there who design software, um, but that's not who they're talking to and probably couldn't afford anyway. So they're talking to me. I've got it. I can help. I can do this. And if I can, I'll let them know. Right. What's the worst I can do? Say no to your eyes. eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, so voicemails. Let me just pull this up right fast. I'm going to say, if you would like to call or text and tell me that Corey is not loud on the podcast, the phone Corey's just two eyeballs, so (laughs) I'm not sure can be loud. (laughs) It's 571-556-5644. The email is hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com. We also take text, and that number is the same as 571-556-5644. We also take Visa, MasterCard, and American (laughs) Express. Okay, here's a voicemail from Belinda, who actually taught at Facebook Live a couple weeks ago. Hello, Heather. Hello, Corey. This is Belinda Cooley from Bee's Cookie Basket. My question is, I have a website, and I've had it for a bit now. However, it is the last thing that ever gets any attention. I'm not sure I want to continue with the specific brand of or type of website that I have, and I wanted to see if you guys had a recommendation for a really good website that takes minimal work that I could actually upload photos from my phone 
because I'm constantly on my phone. Um, it's a struggle, I know. And I just want to say that my favorite twin on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is Corey. And on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday is Heather. Thanks. Have a great night. Since it is Tuesday and I am the favorite. <laughs> question. <laughs> I don't really answer the question. Okay. So Belinda, great question. Is basically she's saying, I have a website, but because it's not easy to use, I don't use it. Which is a lot in marketing is like, you know, hey, I can set everything up, but if I can't be present on it, was it worth to me? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to websites, they are work, right? A lot of work. So rare are the times where you get a full case of win, 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 low maintenance, not a lot of work, high, you know, high conversion rate, high this. So there's going to be some compromises as we talk about website builders Um, from ease of use. You're probably going to lose a little bit of functionality. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she says, I want to be able to use it from my phone. Well, that's going to eliminate a lot of our other options. But like I say, I'd rather something than nothing. And she said, right now I'm at the nothing. Give me something that I can do something with. Yeah. so when I talk about here, here's what here's a recommendation I can give. It's free. Ooh, you're talking about language. Okay, you can upload update from your phone. Ooh, and it pulls from your Google My Business. Now before anybody runs with Heather. their pitchforks and scribes, if someone shows up at my door one more time asking for breaks, <laughs> okay, there's a limitation to Google My Business because it doesn't recognize currently home based bakeries. Mm-hmm. So when you set your category to bakery, it does request your address be shown because most bakeries would do that. And Google Maps is based off of a Maps platform, so it uh, post address. However, some categories allow you to be a service-based business, which is the workaround currently until Google changes it, is to set your primary category something like cooking classes, but I don't teach cooking classes. Yeah, don't worry about it. Nobody's going to call you from your category anyways. It's going to allow you to be a service-based business, then add a secondary category as a bakery, and then outfit it. However, when you create a Google My Business, it says, do you want to create the Google My Business website? It's a one-page lander. When I say lander, it's a landing page. That's what they call it. And within that landing page, you get a breakdown it really pulls the information from your Google My Business into this kind of really simple, easy to update website. Okay. Um, the photos, you upload them from Google My Business to your nice. Google My Business, and it pulls it into this little website, pulls your hours, pulls in. Now you have products and services, information? contact information, yeah. um, reviews, and things like that. Well, that sounds exactly up her alley. Simple has no e-com feature. Okay. So you're not making sales from this, but you do have a place where they can connect with you and all your other social media platforms and see images. Can I ask a random question? Yeah. Could you put like pricing on there? Is mm, that like- Yeah, so it's pulling from Google My Business. And once you add categories to your Google My Business, it's going to unlock some similar features. So for the remodeling client, I have that they're a construction company and it says, okay, what are the services that it provides? Okay. Now for uh, like the bee guy, the beekeeper, When I say he's a boutique, it says, now what are the prices for some of these things? So it's kind of as you build out your Google My Business, you're going to unlock some of these features. So can you click around and kind of see what happens when you click on something? Like, is it saying services or pricing like that? Yeah. So along the left side, I'm going to speak from desktop interface because that's what I'm pretty used to. Along the left side, you'll start seeing more options of like services offered, um, products offered and things like that. And the thing with the Google My Business, um, you go to, uh, what was that URL? Googlemybusiness.google.com, GMB, something. Just Google Google My Business. (laughs) Uh, And then you could build that out. So a lot of people will go in and choose the correct category of bakery. Mm -hmm. However, in the world of Google, it will show your address. Question for you, Heather. Okay. If I set up my Google My Business and Google tries to call me to extort money from me, is that really Google? (laughs) 
<laughs> Google will not call you. They will email you to the Google my business email address you signed up with. Um, you'll see a lot of things like $150 ad credit for ad spend or Google logo um, service ads, depending on the category you choose. Again, okay. this is going to be dependent on how you set up your business. Um, but no, Google will not call you. You will receive calls, though, because your phone number will be listed publicly. Mm -hmm. So you could potentially get a scam. So beware. Right. If someone called you about Google, if anyone calls you and says, I can get you the first page of Google, hang up immediately. <laughs> if if that anyone calls you and says, hey, I'm here to call you about optimizing your Google My Business, do not answer that. Google won't reach out to you that way. Yeah. In fact, it is very hard to get a hold of Google, and they are not trying they to get a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I think that's honestly great. I'm going to read the next. It is not a read. It is a voicemail. Oh. I just wrote like a little, a little synopsis. Oh, Okay. Hello to my second favorite set of Miracle Twin. This is Gina Burke. Um, and you're my second favorite set because I have my own set of twins, right? Who are miracles. So I love y'all. And I wanted to call with a question for the podcast. Um, I am at the point with my business, um, that we're just so busy. We've been turning people down left and right. All your suggestions are helping. And I really would like to get some help, but I'm struggling with who, how can I get help? Like what capacity is the right way to employ somebody to assist this business so that I can do what I need to do? I struggle with trying to get somebody to answer emails because I like to run my own calendar. At. Or is it somebody to help me do photography, but I do that at all hours of day? Or is it just somebody who's simply going to bake the cookies? I, I'm not sure. But I would love your input on how you can employ somebody so that you can expand your business. I'm currently a home baker um, with my little pink turtle cookies, and that's but we but we can keep growing and we want to keep growing. But I'm just not sure how. So that is my question of the day. Um, the second question to follow up to that, if you want to keep going, is if I am so busy that I am turning people down all the time, is there value to going and be participating in like? some little charity events. So they have some fundraisers where I would have to pay $150, $200 a table to set up for an event um, to sell cookies that I probably will barely make that much back on. Um, but is it good to be part of the community? Even though I would suspect I'm not going to get a ton of leads and my business is already busy anyway. So question there. Um, so I guess that's just about... What happens when you get to this point that we're all trying to achieve? And I'm so grateful for you guys that you've helped me get there. Thanks so much, y'all. Bye-bye. Okay, so Gina, that is honestly a great question. Thank you for making us your second set of Miracle Favorite Twins. I think I said that right. Yeah, I um, like it. Huh? I like it. Okay, good. Uh, here's the thing. What brings you the least amount of joy in your business? Um, is it photography? Is it social media? Is it the baking part? That would be something you would want to think to great, hire out. Great approach, duplicate. Um, we did have a client at one point in our time. As I say, we don't have them anymore. We don't. <laughs> um, but she she was a business owner, but she could not allow anyone else to do anything in the business without her hand in it some way. And what it did was 
caused her to stunt her own growth. Mm -hmm. She's never been able to hire anyone since. It's always been a one-man show. She's always just been her. Um, But because she so is involved in every aspect, because she's not necessarily with a business mindset of delegating, um, she's holding herself back. She was her own worst enemy. So I don't want that for you. So if you're like, hey, I got to be in every aspect, you're going to be to, in every aspect yeah. and you're, and going, you're still going to have, have so no much time. time in the day. Yeah. So it will be pointless for you to hire an employee. But if it's baking, if it's going to the grocery store. Yeah, what do you like the least? What would be, if removed from your plate, a happier Gina? Decorating cookies. <laughs> okay, but think of it this way. So I like to, uh, here's the thing. We do hire people to write copy. Mm-hmm. Corey loves to pretend she's going to write it never does. I love I don't even like to pretend it. I'm going to write it. I know I won't. <laughs> she just never does. Yeah, so that's something that a task that has to be completed that Corey and I will not be completing on time. So that's where we said, hey, I'm going to hire this out. We hired out to a guy named Evan. I have no idea where he lives. He has a dog. Um, Evan always returns it on time it is it what i'd write not necessarily but did i have to write it no mm-hmm. and that's when you say hey if i don't have to do this and somebody else does it and it frees up time in my day absolutely worth it he's cheaper than the amount of time and Stress. language i'd use <laughs> to do it myself so that's a great yeah. perspective so then talk about because i like the way you talked about the charity the fundraisers things like that Oh, yeah. So when I worked for my last company, like a nine to five, uh, they were very involved in what they called strategic giving. Mm-hmm. And it's charity with a purpose. And yeah, I know everyone's like charity. The purpose is being charitable. No. Um, yes. It is. <laughs> no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not Scrooge McDuck. Um, the point of a strategic charity, a strategic giving is to have a strategy behind it. So what are my goals with um, charity? Is it to be involved in my community? Then what are the metrics that I can use to measure that? So if I'm going to say, hey, I would like to donate X amount of product per year to a charity of my choice or to my community, um, then there's your goal. Then you would need to donate that much money and that or that much product equivalent and there would be your strategic giving giving now if it's to generate you know brand awareness how many events will you have to do what are where are they going to put your name for your many people will be at those events Mm -hmm. and so strategic giving is like coming up with a guided predetermined strategy now a lot of people you know just kind of say like charity yeah here's some stuff Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily charity um strategic charity it is charity Um, But we're business owners, so we need to have a strategy behind what we do. And you could say, I am going to be making a gift of X dollars to Y charity, or I'll be giving X dollars to Y charity as part of something bigger, like um, to achieve like a larger purpose of your charitable goals. So determine what the purpose of your charity is and then work backwards. I'm going to say this one thing, though. If you're not turning a profit yet, charity is not shouldn't necessarily be in your line of sight. And mm-hmm. I heard that from somebody who was much smarter and more successful than me. He said, people you who are just trying to like bootstrap your business, stop focusing on charity right now. Um, get it so you're actually paying yourself and then you can focus on paying it forward because you're, uh, you can't give if you don't have it to give. Right. And a lot of times, here's what um, some language that I've seen used when someone approaches you for something charity. You can say, hey, I'm just not in that point of my business right now where I can afford to do charity work, but I'll keep your information on file here for when I do approach that point in my life and I will reach out to you for it. Um, they're understanding. People do understand that you are not 
a charity. You have got to make money. There has to be a profit there so you can give back to charity. And it's always case by case. And I know you're like, Heather, we hate her. She's screwed. Because um, <laughs> this is other darn. Just going to donate to my pocket. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but it is case by case. But go at it with a business mindset. There's going to be a purpose and a plan to everything you do. That's the only way to be successful. That's the only way to scale. Right. Um, a couple other things to keep in mind with charitable giving is it there are some tax breaks involved, mm-hmm. depending on your business structure, uh, where you're located and things like that. Best to talk to a CPA um, about that. But also, look, is the charity uh, recognized by the IRS, which is 5013C type thing. So you have to look to see if the charity is truly um, registered or if it is kind of something more, you know, how my grandmother down the street, in which case adjust your strategy accordingly. Mm -hmm. If you do want to help the grandmother down the street, absolutely. And then create a campaign around it. Um, Again, like we say, toot your own horn. And I know it sounds so dirty when you say a charity, but if you had a remodeling company who installed a wooden playground for a um, community, how weird would it be for them not to post a photo of it to their social media and say, hey, guys, so happy we got to be involved with XYZ community and build this adorable playground for them. Absolutely. It's not need to be done in the dark of night. No. And it doesn't remove your charitable giving to say, hey, guys, I'm so happy I got this opportunity to be involved with my local community. If anything, it's showing your customers that, hey, I am here with you guys. I live here, work here, give back here. See me, I see you, I want to make our community great together. Right. I would put a dollar amount on the amount of product you're being you're donating. Mm-hmm. And just like a budget in your line item, abide by that budget. Um, Love it. Okay, All right. Voicemail number two, do you want to read? It is a text. You can read. All right. Hi, twins. My name is Vicki, and I'm slow to the podcast, so I'm only on episode eight. Corey's, I'm going to spell this wrong because she spelled it wrong. It's C-O-R-E-Y-S. Corey seven. I hope you have kept up with the water, by the way. Vicky, have not. <laughs> anyway, I don't have a question, just a comment. I'm so glad someone suggested your Facebook group in another group I was in because this entire experience, the Facebook group, podcast, live events, have been so freaking helpful. It's amazeballs. I just started my adventure due to a layoff from COVID, and there is so, so, so much valuable information you guys are providing. Thank you both so much for all you do. Also, my favorite twin is just kidding who the f actually says favorite darn people are fierce anyway i hope you have a great day and thanks again then she's in another text because i have an autoresponder that says Corey, and i said thanks and she's like oh my goodness i spelled her name terrible wrong terribly then <laughs> she says i choose Corey because i spelled her name wrong <laughs> in all fairness that is fine thanks um vicky that's so nice of you we appreciate it we I wish we could take the credit for the lies, but this group of amazing bakers are so so fascinating. What people are willing to teach other people. I know, but as what my mindset is, when people are giving information like charitably, (laughs) charity giving, you need to put a cap on it. You guys are giving us too much. No, when you guys are giving, when me and Heather make posts and everything, what it's doing is raising us as an industry. We are all high High tide raises all boats, ships. Oh, ships. It sounds more dignified. Whatever Whatever it is, text us and tell us. Um, But this is what this is doing. Everyone, if you know your worth, you drop the imposter syndrome, you start charging, you start knowing your policies, you start boundaries. This is what makes our industry rise together. So there's no one undercharging. There's no one that's burning the midnight oil for pennies on the dollar. We are all rising together. And that's what's so encouraging. I think that's what keeps me and Heather 
honestly going. Also, the memes are just keeping me going. The bead fights. (laughs) You know, whatever. (laughs) Okay, so that's great. Thank you guys so much for calling in and texting in. Do you want to do your sultry voice Mm -hmm. of the phone number again? If you would like to call or text in, the phone number is 571-556-5644. We're going to have a bunch of husbands and wives saying, what are you listening to? (laughs) Don't listen to this after dark. Miracles. (laughs) All right, group stuff. Okay, past lives. I'm just going to run through. We've honestly, the calendar for lives is great. Except for September. (laughs) September is cobwebs. Um, We did uh, Amy Russell taught us cookie subscription boxes, a.k.a. cookie clubs, which is a great way to build on your marketing. And the reason so the acquisition why, is once. Yes, you only have to get this person once and then you get their money monthly. There's no more marketing spend, marketing efforts to get them. You got them. Yeah, look at Netflix. The people, they just keep bringing in more and more users, subscription-based things. It are very powerful. They do require a lot of setup. Yeah. But once you get it going, um, be organized. Live, last-minute, brick-and-mortar cafe tour with Stacy McWhirt. That was great. Okay, that so Stacy had a background in commercial kitchen management from Applebee's yes. and took it into her own cafe. So brick-and-mortar cafe, you know, started it. It is quite a setup. Um, it's not just cookies. She does have a cookie station, but it's like sandwiches, sandwich meats, coffee, things like that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, right? So she's going through the tour <laughs> and she was like, the craziest thing is when I opened this business, there was a giant spider that lived here. And she said, the spider was so big. I almost didn't want to uh, buy into the lease. And I said on Facebook comments in her live, burn down the building. Time to get another one. <laughs> Kill the spider. And Facebook got so upset Facebook with me. The said, AI. You have been put on mute for 24 for hours. For inciting violence. <laughs> and granted, I did. I did say be violent to spiders. But now I hope that our spider brethren live alongside us happily in the same abode. She has learned her lesson. Mark I would Z, like to please. apologize to any spiders that were offended. It was never my intention. She couldn't even react to comments. It was no, that crazy. It was so restricted. You know, obviously our day job is marketing. It actually did not allow any of my scheduled posts for client pages to go through. I know. So me and Heather both have one ding against ourselves. So if the <laughs> if group is removed tomorrow. <laughs> okay, admins, you can only get two slaps on the wrist before they say, hey, this may cost you your entire group. So yeah. Corey and I are walking a thin, spidery line. <laughs> no more spider talk in the group, okay? What was your ding? I called you a hoe for emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I think Zuckerberg is right on that one. <laughs> Uh, selling in a small town farmer's market, tell all with Natalie Hess. That's a great one. She really walked us through how she does small town markets big. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we did Facebook Live Basics to Better Photography with Lydia Eldridge. That was really great. She kind of in the park. And she did, if this is for, she really touched on phone photography. So if you're like, hey, I don't have a DSLR, that is something yeah. for you to tune into. Yeah, it was really great. Okay, you want to take us through upcoming events? Okay, upcoming events. This one, I am excited about because it is actually tonight at 8 p.m. Kate, yes. She, like, volunteered herself as tribute for this one. I know. So it's designing custom tags, cookie cards, and printables in Canva and Microsoft Word with Kate. So you don't have any excuse. Most people have one or the other. But she's going to break it down for us. I think this is honestly going to be great because we were talking about packaging and a lot of those thank you cards that you put on the outside of boxes. This is that. So if you're thinking about upping your packaging and things like that, Tune in tonight at 8 p.m. with Kate, and we are going to love it. The next, and I've never made a Mac before in my life, but there's a virtual Mac bake-along with the Martins. She has the ingredients list. It is not too late to head out to the store and stock up on that, but that is Tuesday, 
July 21st at today's Tuesday. How could it okay. be Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> they changed the date. Okay. See, it was the Tuesday, and then they changed okay. it to Wednesday. It's the Wednesday, July 21st at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I said, that's tonight. I You're start. way too close to your mic, buddy. Oh. I got to go get eggs. <laughs> um, uh, cookie Con question and answer with Brenda from Doe Easy is tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. So if you are going to Cookie Con, this is your first time. You do not know what you are in for. Me and Heather will definitely be there. And um, also not knowing what we're in for. <laughs> so we will be there and she's going to answer questions. Heather actually just posted in that event asking for any questions you might have. Never mind. The main group. (laughs) Asking whatever questions you might have. So put your questions in there. Brenda's going to address that for us. Lastly but not least, everything you wanted to know about Farmer's Market with Jody. This is this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're thinking about Farmer's Markets, if you're wondering about Farmer's Markets, if you want to know the pros and cons to Farmer's Markets, you want to tune in this Sunday, 8 p.m. I feel like I'm watching QVC with you, buddy. I'm really getting really good at this. <laughs> and you're going to want to order that right now. We only have a limited number left. Jo- Joni, okay, we we, we only have tw- 19 units. We only... Make that 18, guys. They are coming in loud and clear. Uh, that's great. Okay, so group challenges. Uh, Valerie is going to absolutely hate me if she listens to the podcast. But um, we're doing a TikTok challenge. Okay. And everyone thinks it started in like a month from now. No, no. I like started last week. But you can still catch up. And we just post one TikTok and one Instagram reel a day for 30 days just to see what happens. And I know because you made me film them all. I know. And they're hilarious. <laughs> but here, Valerie... Somebody wanted her to sing a song, and she sang the song. I'm going to make a TikTok from it so you guys can steal the audio. That's why she gave it to us, but I have got to play it. Okay, go ahead. I have to hear it. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? The girl who has everything. Look at this stove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one pantry hold? Looking around her, you think, sure, she's got everything. I've got flour and butter aplenty. I've got sugar and sprinkles galore. You want cookie cutters? I've got 20. But who cares? No big deal, I want more. I want to be with the people. (laughs) If I could sing like that, it would be game I'm going to need that as my ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, that is the... uh, that is a part of the TikTok challenge. If you don't follow us on TikTok, it is Sugar Cookie Marketing. And Instagram, it is Sugar Cookie Marketing underscore. And it's literally me and Heather being dumb. So mm-hmm. you're not missing out on much. <laughs> um, then we have the Then and Now Cookie Collab. And that is coming up in 13, 11 days. Um, what is it? Okay, so then and now, last collab we did was a logo collab. It was super successful. A what? Collab? Logo collab. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't say it for this one because you said it. I changed it. (laughs) Um, So it was a logo collab where we recreated our logos. So we like to have a little bit of a marketing spin. So this one is a then and now collab. What is a logo collab? Hmm? What is a a collab? 
Oh, Heather <laughs> cannot say collab without the same logo. But a collab is a collaboration of a bunch of people getting together and doing something together, posting on the same day, and going and engaging with that content to not only one help each other out, but to give each other booths in the algorithm and to do support. So it honestly brings us together on a different platform. And I really just love it. So the then and now collab is whatever your first picture of a cookie, cake, any anything that you made. I cannot wait for you guys to see Corey's it's heart. hideous. Okay, but I'm going to recreate him. So we're going to have a then now. His picture next to my new picture. Hopefully I can make it better. Um, and that will show not only us, but it will show our clients where we've come from. So it builds value to us. That's why I really like this collab. Excited about it. I already have been talking about ideas with Heather, so it'll be fun. Then, actually, we've sold out our late lunch, learn, and link up with Sugar Cookie Marketing, and that is actually in person um, on August 26th. Yeah, so, we're going to shatter those thoughts you ever had that we you were, we were awesome cool. <laughs> you watch your TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then CookieCon, uh, Corey and I will be the closing keynote speaker. They said they want to end on a high note. They just didn't realize how high that note would be. CookieCon, Orlando is September 1st through September 4th. Again, I have a lot of questions for Brenda's live da- tomorrow. Dallas, we have no idea when you're <laughs> Dallas. You're dead to us. <laughs> dead to us, Dallas. <laughs> Sometime in October, maybe December. Oh, maybe never. I gotta cancel. Just kidding. Uh, Twinterest. Corey thought it would be interesting if I told you this random idea I had for our family. Uh, the girls in our family there's four sisters and one mother, <laughs> Not and two mothers. no brothers. <laughs> um, so I thought it would be fun to have a Christmas in July gift exchange. Nobody could go crazy, just a little something, something to like sit around a table and everyone get a little like gifty baggy from everybody else at the yeah, table. So you like, we're going to wrap it. You get to open. Everyone's going to look at you right. opening your little so you July get, gift. You get four things. Five. Four no. things. Corey. Five. Did you buy something? <laughs> 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 so, and then it was just a little something. I think we said price cap. Keep it under 50 bucks. 50 person. bucks? When you've been under 30. That's a surprise. <laughs> Kept it way under 50. Well, Corey was with me when I bought hers today. I, I know he pointed to it. I um, and I thought it was a fun way to just like keep the spirit of greed in the middle of the year. <laughs> <laughs> going. I get four gifts. So I'm excited, but that's Thursday. Thursday. I'm <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to see Corey got me an affordable air conditioner. <laughs> and I guys, cannot wait. Yes, for <laughs> All right, so we have a sponsors. Mm, I see she did there. Okay, some it's a say something about Eddie. Okay, something about Eddie is I'm filling in for a TikTok tomorrow. He, oh, today, he really. is going in for a TikTok, so you're going to see Eddie make an appearance. But I actually found the date that Eddie is actually going up in price, and that is August first. It is not the end of August, like we had stupidly mm. said last week. So it's it is in eleven twelve days. days. <laughs> yeah. So it's just going up 5% because their cost. Unfortunately, of, Eddie knows it's worth now. <laughs> Eddie knows that he is wanted. He has many girlfriends and not enough Eddies. Everyone would just be a new Eddie. <laughs> so if you were thinking about an Eddie, I really would love you to join the Eddie It's group. a great place to ask questions. Primaries and they're constantly answering. And- yeah. And it's not just like 
I love Eddie. It's like, hey, this went wrong with my Eddie. What do I do? So you can see the trial and error when it comes to having your own Eddie. And that group is now almost like 5,000 people strong of people wanting and a lot of people having Eddie and telling you the pros and cons and, and everything workarounds. Like that. And they're fixing things because nothing is perfect in life mm-hmm. except for me. But they're fixing a lot of the issues and they're finding great workarounds. And yeah. it's really great to have people to knock ideas against. I want to say Amanda did a fantastic cookie set this week where she that did orange. that baby plaque. But behind the lettering for baby is this orange oranges because it was an orange theme it was these oranges on the vine and then she wrote baby over it it was a fantastic use of eddie so she did not have to break out an airbrush it looks so professional no overspray no 30 dollars worth of stencils for it um so she actually posted that in the eddie group so if you wanted ideas of how the eddie can be used again we have 20 units and they're selling out quickly wait that is 19 eddie <laughs> units left <laughs> okay right. okay this just in uh shipping is free worldwide <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and for Corey's Twinterest, where did we go today? We we were invited to a members brick and mortar store. I know. So we drove out to DC, which I even though it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, the traffic and Heather went to the wrong location. Made I don't know where I went, but we got there. We got there on time, and then we were thirty minutes late to their cafe. Yeah. So we actually went to Confetti um, over in DC, and it was absolutely fantastic. So and it's called a play cafe, which is super neat. They have um, a place. Essentially, they were designed to allow you to sip coffee while your kids played. Yeah. So they are pivoting a little bit because of. COVID. Um, but they, it was the cutest location and I just raided their bakery pantry. Elisa and Elisa are not the same person as I once thought. Yeah. Heather really thought she was talking to the same person. Was, they have the profiles. same misclosious name. Yeah. But they have highly different profile pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only, I have a bad eyesight, but anyways, they were adorable. The shop was adorable. Corey ate my cookie on the drive home. Yeah. Very fresh. I gave Heather a little bite. <laughs> Corey's like, taste this. Is this mine? <laughs> Let me taste my own. Okay. Second sponsor Get is Bakery Bake from Idaho. What did you just call me? <laughs> I actually baked every cookie order with the royal icing this okay, weekend. Okay, what were the differences? What were you using before? Um, I use I have always used Genie meringues, but I've always used a bunch. Of, I've just landed on Genies because everyone always recommends them. Making at Genies, uh, Amazon is where I mostly it's get like it. a bake company. I don't know. Oh. But you can get it on Amazon and okay. France has it. Um, but I did Bakety Bakes Royal Icing Meringue Powder recipe. This, and it's a powder that you're getting from them. So I used that in my recipe, and I can honestly say I could not get enough of it. I went and made every, I think I made about, I want to say 20 different icing colors with it this past weekend, and it was phenomenal. It dried smooth on top, less air bubbles than with my genie. Nothing against you, genie, but you do got some genie, air bubbles. you ain't a sponsor, so you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly really did like it, and I am actually bringing uh, Ashley, our older Can sister. Can I get some? But I thought she could share with you. She, you she's paid you for She's paying for me. <laughs> You're not paying. You see where you see, I'm going here. You, see, you don't get them <laughs> unless you pay for them. But I was going to actually make some to have you test. I want you to test the taste of the genie you versus this. I am. With your palate. I, my palate is refined. It's been so refined. <laughs> um, but I actually was super excited about that. I have a batch at home I made this morning that's waiting for me in the fridge for this week's. Huh. Um, so I'm going to be sad when I run out of that stuff. Okay. Well, that'll be great. I know. I have 
I'm try it. super happy about it. Okay, off to the mailbag. We got nothing except for a bill from mm. the IRS. So, mm. IRS, thanks for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate you <laughs> Please writing. Stop in. sending stuff. <laughs> We've gotten enough from you. Let's let somebody else have a chance, like the bank. <laughs> All right, guys, that um, I think wraps us up. Did we miss anything? I feel like we did. I did too. <laughs> but it's all you guys get today. All right. <laughs>